you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. The NFC and AFC Championship Games presented by Intuit TurboTax. They're set. They're on Sunday. It's the top-seeded Philadelphia Eagles playing host to the San Francisco 49ers. 3 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Then kick over to CBS because it's an AFC Championship rematch. Bengals Chiefs, Arrowhead Stadium, 6.30. It's going to be a great day. Four fantastic teams are left. We're here to talk about them on Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City. It's Thursday, January 26th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Mm -hmm. Jason McCourty. Peter, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some things overnight coming out, like the ankle, and then also some... Non-four teams left headlines that we have to talk about today. GMs are speaking. Players are doing something. There's a lot of coaching interviews. Sean yeah. Payton's in Arizona right now. Ooh. He's going to interview today for the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job. Very interesting things. Still five vacancies on the coaching thing, but we got games on speaking. Mm, we do. Games. We do. Let's lean into them, shall we? Time for the lead block. Lead block. All right, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the ankle, if you will. Back on the practice field for the first time yesterday since suffering a high ankle sprain against the Jaguars in Saturday's divisional round. That game feels ages ago. Now it's almost helpful that that happened on early Saturday. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Bengals head coach Zach Taylor were all asked about that injury as Sunday's massive rematch approaches. I mean, he's had injuries before, so um, he can bank on uh, you know, that past experience that he's had, but um, you know, he'll, he'll He'll do fine. It's just a matter of making sure that he's safe to, you know, safe as you can be out there on the football field. But. How's the ankle? It's doing good. You know, I've had a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab. Uh, excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out uh, and uh, see where I'm at. But uh, it's feeling good so far. With Mahomes, do you watch the videos to see what he's doing a little bit, just that they're out there, or kind of read up on his status? I mean, is it any different? Um, I mean, you follow the injury reports day to day, but, um, you know, you take it all with a grain of salt. <laughs> Peter, you say that's salty? I love that. He's salty, Zach Taylor. All right. Uh, Tom Pelissero joining us now. Uh, Zach Taylor taking it all with a grain of salt as it comes to Patrick Mahomes' health. How should we be taking the news as he heads back out on the practice field, Tom? Well, Jamie, it's certainly significant that Patrick Mahomes was listed as a full participant in practice on Wednesday. That means that he took all of his normal reps that he would get within a practice. So whatever he's dealing with in terms of this high ankle sprain, it's nothing that is limiting his participation on the field right now. Mahomes said he's not been home a whole lot since he suffered that injury just four days before Wednesday's practice. It's an injury that Andy Reid has said is not as significant as a high ankle sprain Mahomes suffered in week one of the 2019 season, and he played one week later and played pretty well in that game. One key is that Mahomes said he wants to push it, test it out every day in practice, 
practice this week. Not risk aggravation, but really just see exactly where he's at. So the full expectation is Patrick Mahomes plays in Sunday's AFC Championship game against the Bengals. Mahomes reiterated on Wednesday that he'll be ready to roll. James. All right, Tom, that's good to know. Of course, just because they say it's A-OK doesn't mean we're not going to stop watching that ankle the entire rest of our weekend into Sunday and how he starts that game. Pelissero, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you in a little bit. So we've just spent the first couple minutes of the show hearing about the well-being of Patrick Mahomes' right ankle. It is indeed a storyline that we will continue to follow. Mm -hmm. But is it the biggest storyline heading into the AFC Championship? Have the Chiefs done enough to temper our fears, Mm -hmm. if you will? Are you looking at something else, Kyle? It's the newsiest storyline, sure. But I think the biggest, the broadest, and the coolest is the fact that the Bengals are even here. Mm. The Bengals are even back. This Cincinnati Bengals team did not only beat down the we lost the Super Bowl thing. This team started 0-2. You know no team has ever lost the Super Bowl, started 0-2, and got back to a title game in NFL history. It's never been done because there's so many things against you. This team that has won 10 in a row. Lost to the Mitch Trubisky Steelers, in which Burrow threw four interceptions and was sacked seven times. Then they lost to the Cooper Rush Cowboys, and he was sacked six times. The Cowboys win on a Brett Maher field goal. That's how long this has come. And you want to do something that's dangerous this time of year? Let's take a look back at Good Morning Football, back when it was all tan and lean and happy. And after the Bengals start 0-2, Erdahl and I had some things to say. We were really worried. Joe Burrow last year was sacked 51 times. At the rate he's going now, it's going to be over 100 times, and I'm not exaggerating. This was supposed to be a storyline of the past. Protect Joe Burrow, protect Joe Burrow. It ain't happening. I don't know what you do. You don't just add a new tackle. You don't just get a bunch of guards. It's a real problem, and if they have to be the dink-dunk team, it's not going to change. It's it's bad. Bengals, don't be the Super Bowl slump team. (laughs) You are. You're leaning into it. It's Just don't do it. It's too easy. These three are 0-2 to start the season, and it's not their faults. It's a long time ago, folks. And the Bengals have won 10 games in a row. Uh, they were on pace to be sacked 110 times. They ended up being sacked 41 times. Mm. They dealt with it. They worked through it. After that 0-2 loss, Joe Burrow said, we got to do a better job. And they have. And they're back. And they're incredible. And they're surging. I don't even recognize that. Mitch Trubisky and Cooper Rush. And then they show up and they beat Josh Allen. Now they're going against Patrick Mahomes. Come, It's an amazing thing that they're even here. Yeah, I, the Bengals being here also requires them to have a certain attitude and swagger. And to me, um, the way they're acting the last few weeks about us against the world, but also we're the best team in football, mm-hmm. that to me is the biggest story. They're not scared of the Chiefs. They may be the first team in the, in the Mahomes era to not even be phased by the Chiefs. In fact, they think they own the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the biggest storyline. This mental psychological warfare that the Cincinnati Bengals team has over the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs fans, they'll say, no, 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 no. And the Chiefs will say, what are you talking about mental work? Whether it's true or not, the Bengals believe they own the Chiefs. And they're going into Arrowhead, and they think that building is their building. And, yes, they beat them one time in an AFC championship game. That's one more time than they need to believe that they can do it again. Take a listen to Mike Hilton on the sideline after they just blew out the Bills team that everyone and their mother wanted to see in the AFC Championship game on a neutral field on Sunday. Mike Hilton at five foot nine packs a punch. I got you, Zach. I got you. Wiped out right away by Mike Hilton. Come on, man. Come on, man. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. Let that sink in your mind. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. 
We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. So good. And, and that's not a talker just talking. They all believe that. Mm-hmm. And Jamar Chase carries himself a certain way. And Eli Apple carries himself a certain way. And DJ Reader carries yeah. himself a certain way. That, to me, is the storyline. This isn't some meek, timid team going into Arrowhead because it's so loud and they get the decibel levels high when they bang that drum. No, this is a team that thinks they're going to go into Arrowhead and, and kick the Chiefs' butt. Mm. To me, that is what's so intriguing in this. Because since Mahomes really got in the league, I don't think there's been a team that's talked and walked this way going mm-hmm. into that building. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest storyline going it's the ankle. It is the ankle. I don't care how many injury reports or how many like practice footage or like there he goes down the stage, not limping. He was limping when he got in that hallway. I promise you that. No, I don't know that. He looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. It's <laughs> frolicking. But that doesn't mean that a ferocious Bengals defense isn't going to get after that ankle. They they got to Josh Allen eight times over the weekend on Sunday. I mean, if you know that that thing is less than go on a tick less than hundred percent. You don't think that maybe they don't go just for the body up high? Maybe they tackle, make sure they hug both knees it and happens. they go down? It happens. This is gamesmanship at this point. There is a fine line, but oh my gosh, if that ankle doesn't look anything less than ideal, it's going to be cold. These teams don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a trip to the Super Bowl on the line. They are going to get after him. And let's just say Patrick Mahomes is out doing what he does best mm-hmm. and he's outside the pocket. If he goes to plant on that thing, and again, it is less than 100%, is he able to do his sidearm? Is he able to go behind the back? Is he able to do a jump shot to Travis Kelsey? <laughs> Can he do all those things? I still don't know because you're not going to see him at full effect until that ball is kicked right. off at Arrowhead on Sunday afternoon. So to me, the ankle is still mm-hmm. topic number one for this game. Jay, you, you listen, it's a clean game. It's a professional game. There's a code of honor. <laughs> Bengals aware of the ankle? You of, know what I mean? yeah. of, of course. It's competition. Yeah. Like we, we know if somebody's banged up, you, you want to make the sack. I mean, we're not going to go into, you're not going to twist and do all no. types of dirty no. stuff, but no. you want to go make the play. Oops. You know, I, I, yeah. a guy is ailing a little bit, but of course, oh, this is the biggest storyline. The moment that Patrick Mahomes went down in that game versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, everybody's breath stopped at home. You're waiting to see what the result of it was going to be. Then he comes back out at halftime. And then the moment that game ended, it became ankle gate, where everybody's watching it and you're waiting to see. And I was one of them. Yesterday, I'm at home. I'm scrolling through Twitter. It's all over the feet. Hey, Patrick Mahomes, full participant in practice. And I'm like, what does that mean? Does that mean, like, all right, when the media was there, he did some high knees, he did some things. What is that, a dog and pony show where it's just like everybody come out? And then next thing you know, he's jogging across the practice field. And I'm just like, it kind of looks all right for just fresh off a Wednesday practice. Yesterday I was on the show, I said, oh, he probably won't practice Wednesday or Thursday. Maybe he goes out there on Friday and does a few things. And the guy's jogging around the practice field. And if that wasn't enough, next thing you know, we all know exactly what Mahomes had on at the press conference after practice because the video followed him from the stadium, from the stage, all the way off, following every footstep he took. It's just, all right, is he putting more pressure on the left side? Oh, yeah, he had the red shoes on with the high white socks because we're all watching it, waiting to see what's going to happen. No walking boot. It was just like... Maybe he's going to be okay. Would, would the strategy have been what you said, though? Why? I mean, Jamie mentioned Why? it yesterday. Yeah. Why? I, I know we want to get him in practice, but like, 
Maybe you do keep them away from the practice field. Maybe you do, and just keep Cincinnati guessing and having to prepare for two game plans. Oh no, no, Cincinnati's not preparing for Chad Henney. They never were. If you're Cincinnati, you're preparing for Patrick Mahomes. There's he could have not practiced Wednesday through Friday. You're still being prepared for Patrick Mahomes. If you get Henney, you get Henney, but. Uh You're prepared for Patrick Mahomes. I like the Zabruder no factor of it. Like, totally. You think the high white socks are to potentially cover swelling or to conceal wow. the problem area. Down those two steps, he looked good. And jogging around the field, he looked good. I, I'm convinced. I think he's going to have 500 yards. When he planted that single leg and went to stretch, I was like, wait, did he teeter? Like, I'm zooming in the way like a 30-something like mom it. wants to zoom on video. Mom, you can't zoom. Yeah. This isn't, it's, just stop trying to zoom on the video. The ankle. You guys, mm-hmm. It's all about the ankle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Lead block. Lead block. block. All right, in week 15, Brock Purdy got his first taste of the silent count in his second start. That's when the Niners traveled to Seattle to take on the Seahawks in front of the 12s on a Thursday night. The Niners took home a 21-13 win, and Purdy left with some valuable experience. How valuable? Well, here's Kyle Shanahan on the top. I mean, that was huge just because that was our first game really all year that it was that important. And it was, Brock hadn't had experience with it. And um, so it was great to have that, especially with us going to Philly. I remember us talking about that that week that we needed that. Um, we needed that rep in case we ended up in the NFC Championship at Philly. And we got that. And I'm very fortunate that we did. And I feel we're good to go. He knows what to expect. He knows how we do it. And um, we'll give him reps at it all week. But he got it ready on just a Wednesday when he played Thursday. So it won't be an issue this week. Crank up the- yeah, just crank up, crank it up. One of my favorite shots in all of football coverage is when the quarterback goes to put his his hands over the ear holes, be like, "I gotta, I gotta hear that play, I gotta hear that play." You saw uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence do it last week in mm-hmm. Kansas City, first play out of the. Here it comes is Brock Purdy going to be like this? The seventh round rookie traveling to Philadelphia has been fantastic since he stepped in Week 13 against the Dolphins, but now he finds himself on the road at the link mm-hmm. in the biggest game of his life. Can't argue that. It's a fact. How can the Eagles make the clock strike midnight on Brock Purdy? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting hearing Kyle talk yesterday about the, the, the crowd noise in Seattle on mm-hmm. a Thursday night game. Um, I also thought it was interesting hearing from Debo Samuel, the wide receiver for the 49ers. Debo, take a whack at this conversation topic, will you? We know it's going to be loud, uh, you know, um, but no stadium is as loud as ours. But at, at the end of the day, you know, they're at home, NFC Championship, they're going to be all riled up. And, you know, it don't, it don't really too much. We don't really too, too much feed into all that. You know, we put the pads on and just go to work. That's a, ch- that's a challenge for the Eagles fans. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be louder than our place in Santa Clara where they serve wine. Um, <laughs> I- I'll tell you what. That's a challenge to the Eagles fans. And I remember after the Minneapolis miracle, the, the Vikings had so much momentum, so much steam. It was like this is a team of destiny. The, the Super Bowl's in Minnesota, everything. Mm-hmm. And then they walked into Philadelphia. Bye-bye. And they had another thing coming. Good and night. I think that is what I would look to as what they, that crowd is different. The Eagles crowd is different. Take a look at this Vikings-Eagles NFC Championship game highlights. If you remember, they get out early and Kyle Rudolph, who we love, scores an early touchdown. But then it's all she wrote. Eagles come rolling all the way back, and it's one of the biggest blowouts in NFC Championship history. And the fans just got going and going and going. To me, how do you stop the Purdy stuff? Well, you get a little score early, you get a turnover early, and then that link does exactly what it did Saturday night against the Giants, what it did to Case Keenum and these Vikings. It becomes a locomotive, and it becomes contagious, and it becomes just an absolute uh, war to even hear a play call and make a big play and get things going. 
I think the huge thing for the Eagles is to get an early turnover, to get an early score, sure. and make Purdy not only beat the Philadelphia defense, but for Purdy to beat the Philadelphia crowd. We've seen good teams come into Philly and get the doors blown off them in recent years. The crowd is legit, that energy is legit, and for me, to get Brock Purdy off his spot, the Eagles have to get that early turnover and then rely on everyone upstairs in the 400 seats. I think the flip side of that is the Niners get an early touchdown. Look, silence those silence. things. I, I was in Buffalo last week. It was the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. The snowfall, the Eric Moulds on the microphone. Place is going crazy. Touchdown, three and out, touchdown, three and out. Goodbye. Like yep. It goes quick. That crowd gets quiet. Yeah, I'm with both of you guys combined answers. You talked about getting a turnover quick. My thing is, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, score fast. To your point, for Buffalo, they're in that game, and next thing you know, they're down 14 to zip, and it's just like, what in the hell just smacked us? We don't even know which way to turn. And Kyle Shanahan said it. I've played in Seattle. That stadium is loud. That environment, Seattle at that point was playing for a lot. It's prime time. It was Thursday night football. Purdy has experience in atmosphere. Yes, I know. This is the playoffs. This is the conference championship. The energy in that stadium is going to be ticked up a little bit than what transpired in Seattle. But loud is loud. He's been in that moment. If you want to put the pressure on him, Philadelphia, go out there, Jalen Hurts, throw a few touchdown passes to your wide receivers early in that game. Let Brock Purdy have to take the field being down 14 to zip in the first quarter. That is going to apply pressure to him as a young quarterback because now you're not playing comfortably with a lead or maybe it's just a three-point game and it's back and forth. Hey, just take care of the football. No. Now you have to go out there and try to will your team back mm-hmm. while you're watching Jalen Hurts and you're sitting on the bench and he's throwing a touchdown pass to A.J. To AJ Brown. He throws one to Devontae Smith and now you're going out there and you're just like, guys, alright, we got to get something going. We got to figure out a way to crack this defense. That is what's going to put pressure to me on Brock Purdy and now forced a young quarterback out of his comfort zone. Because mm-hmm. we watched this past week, Dallas played good defense, mm-hmm. but they weren't able to do anything on offense. Yeah. So it was still a controllable game, one where it's like, hey, we're just going to stick to the game plan and do what we practice all week. You Let go down, you. it changes. The, uh, the, your point is, like, Seattle's loud, it's loud is loud. Seattle was played on Amazon with about six million people watching mm-hmm. on a Thursday night before the Niners really caught heat yeah. with Purdy. This is the NFC Championship game with the entire world watching. Now, I know Purdy hasn't shown any... You don't think there's any bit different when you're talking about just crowd and element and atmosphere? Crowd, element, atmosphere, totally different from, like, who's watching. Like, if I'm in the game and there's TV, like, the cameras are the same. There's the same amount of cameras hitting us from every single angle. Who's at home watching during the game? If I'm playing, I have no idea. I don't even know that mom is up there screaming for me because I can't hear amongst all the 60,000, 70,000 people in the stadium. I do think, obviously, there's more pressure in this game because it means more. But as far as atmosphere, Mm -hmm. like, the fans in Seattle at that game were going nuts, too. They had so much to play for trying to get their team in the playoffs Mm -hmm. as well. It's not going to be exactly the same. He's experienced it to what Mm -hmm. Shanahan said. If he's never gone on the road and played in a hostile environment, now it's like, wow, he has no idea what he's walking mm-hmm. into. When you have that conversation about loudest stadiums, it's always Seattle and Kansas City. Always kind of in there. You don't hear Philadelphia. Rowdiest might be Philadelphia. Rowdiest, yeah. scariest, but never loudest. We'll see how they show up. As far as Purdy goes, these teams have been trying everything. Even Dallas defended him well, but they didn't get him to make the huge mistake. Yep. So they've tried blitzing him. They'll drop seven. They'll drop eight. They've tried baiting him. They've tried everything. Has anybody tried just going up to him and telling him, you suck, we're going to crush you, boy? Like, is, is that is that happened? Has anybody told him that? Because there's somebody on the Eagles who will do that, and his name is Brandon Graham. Yep. I don't know if you saw how he started that Giants game, but he was turned up to about 1,000 out of 10. This is what might be waiting Brock Purdy. Roll BG. Woo! There they go. 
There they go. Oh yeah, boy. We running right at you, nine seven. We right at you, and you know to run this way. Hey, hey, I'm on that throwing arm all day, hey. Yeah. We running right at you, nine seven. You look like you tired from this this week. I hope you try to tip, boy. You gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> You know I gotta mess with you, boy. Yeah, boy. Hey, hey! Didn't I tell you I was gonna get you, hey? Hey, good stuff, boy. Good stuff, boy. How about that? I love that. Hey, eight, I'm on that throwing arm all day. 26, I hope you try to chip. And then Dexter Lawrence, we're coming to you, we're coming to you, we're coming to you. Is that Brandon Graham to Brock Purdy? We're on your throwing arm all day. What do you got? I mean, like, I would try that because the Niners are up for it and they got guys who'll have his back for sure. But rattle this guy, because no defensive scheme, no nothing has done it. He is a cyborg. He is. This guy is from Westworld. The, the, the fly <laughs> lands on his eyeball, and he doesn't blink. Maybe during the pregame, maybe during stretch lines, BG goes over, has a little conversation with Brock Purdy. Maybe there's a little dust up, and maybe Trent's got to come over, yeah. and Kittle's got to come over. I would try that. Mess with this guy. He's about 20 minutes old, Brandon. You've been in this league a long time. You're a Super Bowl champion. Watch the pregame. Like That's how you do it, That's man. good. I'm on that throwing arm all day. Mm. It's scary. The cackling on the back end of that, yeah. I think, was the, yeah. most, the most frightening yeah. part of that. He turned around and was like, this is fun for me. After the coin toss, he knew. <laughs> McCaffrey, I hope you try to chip. Yeah, I hope, I hope, you, hope you try to chip. I hope you try. Um, not only BG, Kyle, but there are four guys who, to, Jason, to Peter's point last hour, they're smiling in these pictures maybe and these headshots that we're going to show. But, God, when they're out there, terrifying. Look at these guys. Hassan Reddick, BG, Javon Hargrave, and Josh Sweat. That's 49 sacks on the screen, gentlemen, from this season, from the regular season alone. 49 times. They took down a quarterback, and they probably stared at him. Even just for a beat, there is nothing louder, I think, than one of those guys standing over you and screaming at mm-hmm. you. Just, and I know you can't do it for long, but even if it's just for a second, the stadium might be loud, but one of those four guys coming at you like a locomotive, mm-hmm. taking you down. Maybe if your heels are on the two-yard line, maybe if you're so lucky that you get a safety out of mm-hmm. it, there is nothing, I think, more frightening than Brock Purdy shaking his head, getting up, his chin straps off, <laughs> shaking his head, and he's like, God, now my punter's got to come out of the back of the end zone. He's got a short punt. Mm-hmm. That can flip a game real quick, I think. Those four guys are scary. They've I agree. been scary. They will be scary. I yeah. think one of the most interesting examinations of Purdy will get is if the Eagles go up 14 nothing. Like, if they go up and they're rolling. You know, the Bills lost to the Bengals. They'd never been down like that all year. Yeah. All their losses, three losses by, like, a combined five points. Yeah. They were never down 14 nothing, and they never really woke up. If they get down, what's Purdy got? I, I can't wait. Even can't if wait. it's, like, back-to-back, like, Sack him for eight-yard loss. Then it's like the next thing. Come at him again from the other side. Sack him. For, if it's like third and 26 and a, and a penalty hasn't been taken, that to me is like, dude, what are you doing? What Let's are we doing out. here? For the, I know, exactly. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, 
Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Time for a segment called Big Deal or No Big Deal. Let's start with the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners have only played two road games since October 31st. One of those was in Seattle, and the other one was in Las Vegas. Their last trip to the East Coast was against the Falcons all the way back in week six, where if you remember, Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson ran all over them. And they lost by two touchdowns. There's a lot to look at on a schedule here. That's barely East Coast, by the way, Atlanta. Come on. Yeah. I know. That's the South. I know. It's nothing. All right. They haven't played any Northeast lately. Um, big deal or no big deal? Sunday will mark 105 days since the 49ers had to get on a plane and play in the Eastern time great. zone. Jamie, all your thoughts? Massive deal. Massive deal. Massive deal. Right. There are, you have sea legs when it comes to traveling, in my opinion. Um, I took this job. Didn't have to get on a plane for a while. Went to San Diego last weekend for a quick little 30 hours. You guys, I was fried when yeah. I got back. Peter Schrager, I don't know how you do it every yeah. weekend. It's I unbelievable. Have you have the sea legs. I did not. I was walking around New Jersey when I came back home. I was like, what just happened to me? Went to Germany. Seahawks got off the plane. Remember that video of them just like shot out of a cannon at practice in Munich? Everyone was like, wow, look at this team. Yeah. That was on Friday. Come Sunday, everyone was like, wow, look at that team. What happened? Like, there's here, and then there's the plummet. And I just fear that there is travel sea legs. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your adrenaline is. Unless you are walking off the plane and onto the field, there is going to be some kind of emotional letdown. If you are equipped to do that or not, remains to be seen if you are the 49ers. I think it's a huge deal. For, all right, for you and me, and Jamie, we're all crying you a river that you have to go to San Diego in January. <laughs> Poor baby. I, I, I would love to stay here in hellhole New York. I mean, you drove to Buffalo. Uh, yeah, I did. I drove to Buffalo, New York. <laughs> Uh, I think it's no big deal for this for this team. This team, this, these guys are varsity. You know, this they've been through the dance. They've been through the dance, and I don't mean just the playoffs. 
they've had situations this team where they've stayed in hotels for weeks. They were what was the Greenbrier, Peter? Wasn't yep. they there staying yep. there once? Because, West Virginia. Yeah, they've had conditions where they've stayed on the East Coast. This is a veteran coach, veteran players. Brock Purdy aside, um, listen, I understand the rigors of travel and whatnot. It's kind of a long flight. As we're getting further into the future, I, I, I hate the discussion more about, oh, East Coast, West Coast trip. The, the planes are getting pretty comfortable, guys. There's Wi-Fi, there's snacks, there's TVs. I don't, I don't think it's a big deal for this team. Can we put that back up, the schedule, to show how, how long ago it was that they traveled all the way to Atlanta? The week before, what, what team is that that's at Panthers? Yeah. So they traveled to North Carolina. The, uh, the score of that game the 49ers won 37 to 15. Mm. So I think for the 49ers traveling to the East Coast, they'll be okay. And if you want to get all the way into the weeds of it, the Atlanta game was at 1 p.m. Eastern. So a very early start of your West Coast team. The game against the Panthers was 4.05 Eastern, way later oh. in the day. So maybe they were more prepared. They got their sea legs back sure. under them. The game this Sunday is at 3 p.m. Yeah. 49ers will be fine. Whether they win or lose the game, it will not be based off of travel. And Kyle, to your point, the planes are, are pretty nice. You're not you're not going through the airport waiting at TSA all day mm-hmm. uh, when you're traveling mm-hmm. with the team. It has nothing to do with the comfort of the plane. You're well, not telling me that not one time on a Sunday you were like, God, I just can't get up for this. Like, oh, you had to travel, whatever. That didn't happen to you one time? I, I, I played in Cleveland, and the game was right down the road 20 minutes away, and I woke said, up some Sunday mornings. And was that's like, a deflection of the I, question. I figured out a way to wake up today. My goodness. Oh. I woke up at 9 o'clock after traveling 20 minutes from my house. So <laughs> Got to figure out how to get up for that one. Yeah. Oh. That, kids, is how you go 0-16. <laughs> Kyle, 49ers did play three Eastern time zone games in four weeks. To your point, they sit at the Greenbrier, which is a, a, a lush resort on the West, uh, no, in West Virginia. Yeah. Um, also want to bring up what you said. 2020, when COVID struck mm. uh, their county, they had to relocate the entire mm-hmm. franchise to a uh, to a hotel in Glendale, Arizona, and that was for over the course of the entire right. month of December, living in hotel rooms without their families. Like, I know it's some new guys, but it's the same coaching staff, and it's a lot of. The, I'm with the guys here, Jamie. I, I feel like this is one of those unique Good. teams that's like, we'll play anywhere. Put us in a phone booth in Topeka, we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, it's got to be. You can't just go clean sweep on the table. Someone had to say it was absolutely huge deal. good. Are you, Are you kidding, kidding me? me? I also wanted to tell everybody that I went to San Diego. Nice, it's yeah. great. It's good. Sent you Six one nine. Um, <laughs> Link one eighty two. Big fans. Um, yeah. Jets have a lot of headlines right now, and it involves Mister Rogers. But we're not going to go there at the moment because we saw a different headline that we thought was very intriguing. Yesterday, Jets star rookie and rookie defensive player of the year finalist Sauce Gardner took part in the NFL's Tuesday night gaming YouTube stream. Awesome. Great. He played as his Jets in Madden, and it made quite a stir in uh, Jets Reddit and Jets message boards when he immediately inserted Mike White as the starting quarterback over Zach Wilson in the game Madden. Big deal or no big deal, Sauce Gardner replacing Zach Wilson with Mike White in a YouTube stream. He actively actively put him in. Yes. That's it. I think Jason has to go first. It's a gigantic deal. <laughs> I couldn't, it's the biggest deal in the history of this segment. I gotta be honest. I, I saw the headline. <laughs> I don't know if he actually went to roster management or if Mike White was already there. Either way, Here. Mike White was the dude. No, you're all over it. Do you know how annoying it is as the game's about to start? <laughs> like, Hold, Hold on. on. Everybody stop. <laughs> Let me go into my roster, subcourt, and the other guy's like, oh my Dead God, chart. just play. Like, Wilson, dick, 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 dick. <laughs> 
Mike White, dick, 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 dick. OVR. Except changes. 72. Yeah. Quarterback awareness. Running speed. OVR. Like, it's a huge, what a pain, especially in like a fun setting where there's people. You just just play with whoever you got. No, he's like, hold on. I will not take the field with Wilson. Sauce is on Twitter. I want clarification. Did he go? Did he press pause? He will. He will. He'll go to roster management. Because that is a major move. Wouldn't you? Yep. Yes, yeah, but I'm, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a massive deal. I'm going. I'm going. No big deal. And this oh. is why I'm saying Sauce didn't actively go in. They were playing Madden. They're playing. It's online. It's updated roster. Okay. So this was this was this was his head coach's decision. Mike White was already ahead of Zach Wilson from the original game that came out because the roster was updated. His overall was maybe a tick higher, so it automatically did that. Sauce did not go in individually, pause the game, and insert Should Mike White. Should he have White. put Zach Wilson in if he says, hey, wait, Mike White's the quarterback? I actually have an update. Uh, in the game, Mike White in his game got injured. And Sauce went and put in Flacco. He put in. Yeah, he That's went a lie. That's a lie. No, no this happened. Strebler. I'm reading it right now. Strebler. And put in. Fla- and he put in Strebler. And the guy's like, "Are we ever going to finish this game?" He's like, "I got to get my quarterback right." This is true. I read. I read it right now. Jamie, what do you think? Uh, I have so many questions. Is was it an owner mode? Was he in coach mode? Like, if he's in owner mode and he's making decisions like this, that's a big deal. Is he playing a whole season? Is it just no, one game? Good, Who like is he picking? Dynasty. Right, yeah. dynasty mode. Mm-hmm. It won't surprise you that it makes me think of a Friends episode when Ross says the wrong name cool. at the altar. When mm. you say the wrong, was that an accident? Did he do it on purpose? Was he subliminally thinking of Rachel the entire time when he was trying to marry Emily? We'll never know. The answers are always out there. What does Sauce Gardner want at quarterback? Who does he want to be wrapped up with in the huddle next to and the, the jackets on looking at the surfaces? I don't know. It felt intentional to me. All right. I'm going to do something right now. I'm going to tweet at Sauce right now. Okay. And I'm going to say, what's his handle? I'm doing et sauce and it's not working. So, I am Sauce Gardner. Is, is that really what it is? I am right. Sauce Gardner. Did you switch in <laughs> Zach Wilson or uh, who is it? Why don't we just Mike try to White? get him on GMT? Hold on. Let me get out, Jamie. Okay. Hold on. Did you <laughs> sub in Mike White yeah. or was he already the starter over Zach Wilson? Easy question. Send. I'm sending it right now at I am Sauce Gardner. I love it. Let's see if he responds. Okay, great. All right. Standing by, everybody. Great. Do we Stop checking your DMs and just... Peter, yeah. you want to see my DMs? <laughs> you don't. Apparently, <laughs> the other Jets players DM you to say my, they broke the uh, angry scepter. The Oh, I know, right? right? All yeah, right, exactly. so we'll, we'll figure that out. We good here? We yes. want to take I'm a I'm actually really doing this. Somebody we else believe you. Guys. We believe right. you. We're going to go to break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. 
Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Back on Good Morning Football. So yesterday in his press conference, Bill's general manager, Brandon Bean, spoke a little about the Bengals' roster build. Let's take a listen. They right now are on the advantage of a rookie quarterback contract. And, you know, they had some lean years and without getting too much into their build. And, you know, I don't want to suck bad enough to have to get Jamar Chase, like he's a heck of a talent. I'd love to have him, but you gotta, you gotta go through some lean years to do, to do that. Lean years, you gotta go through some suffering years to get that Jamar Chase pick, or even that Joe Burrow pick. Guys, what do we make of what Brandon Bean had to say yesterday and the context in which he put it in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it was so outrageous. I thought Micah Parsons was actually interesting. He got to Twitter afterwards. I don't know if we have Micah's tweets. He's a defensive player who was taken top twenty. He comes back. Besides Mahomes, every team in the Final Four quarterback is on a rookie deal and surrounded by talent. Mmm, interesting take. Uh, and then everyone's like, wait, what are you trying to say about Dak? He paid him the max deal, and he, he kind of was like, no, 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 guys, 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 I'm not saying anything about Dak. When I get paid, I'm going to want a big contract, too. Come on, stop reaching. It wasn't a shot at Dak. It was an observation. Uh, the quarterbacks all get paid. It's almost like there's a clock ticking. You have this window in your head, like, we've got to win now because we can surround the quarterback with talent while he's not making that mega deal. And then once that quarterback does make the mega deal, can we still go out and surround him with talent? It makes the draft all the more important that you get yeah. Those late-round picks. You know, Jamar Chase was a first-round pick, but T. Higgins was a second-round pick, and they got a ton of talent later in the draft. Joe Mixon was not a first-round pick. So, to Brandon's point, yeah, you never want to be in the case where you have to take a wide receiver in the top five and a quarterback, number Mm -hmm. one. That means you had two terrible years, um, but there is the yin and the yang. You might have to not pay your quarterback, and then you got to deal with having that rotating door forever. Hmm. Yeah, it's, there's definitely truth to it because you're roster building, but it's like at the same time, like, I mean, who cares? Like, it's all part of the game. You look at who won the Super Bowl last year. It was the Rams who paid Matthew Stafford. He comes over as a veteran, and Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. It's, it's not all rookie quarterbacks typically at this late, rookie contracts at this late in the playoffs. I love Brandon Bean's done a great job there, but I don't really want to hear the success. He's not wrong, and he's going to be paying Josh Allen a ton of money this mm-hmm. year, and it's going to be hard. The Chiefs pay Patrick Mahomes a ton of money, and they host a tight 
title game every single year. You have yeah. to just make it work. Yeah. That's the standard. I thought it was fully accurate, though, and he's like, I don't want to have to suck enough to do that. Like, okay, that's a, that's a real take right there. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.